Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap, previewing the White Sox win again. It is your boy Buzz here, joined by Chai Sox, MKZ, my dude, Tony Marchese. Oh, I like how I, that flowed. That flowed good. Yeah, you know what else flows real well? Uh, Budweiser. A nice fresh <laughs> crack em, and a nice long sip of Budweiser to celebrate another White Sox victory, as you just alluded to, Buzz. Uh, it's good to be back. I took the night off yesterday. You and Johnny locked it down real well. I enjoyed listening to that. I enjoy White Sox winners. Um, what a good night. Yeah, White Sox wins are fun. You know what makes White Sox wins even better? When your young talent comes out and looks damn near unstoppable and dominant. And that was Lucas Giolito tonight. Yes, it was. Uh, Lucas Giolito, uh, a guy that, you know, I've, you know, never really been, uh, very high on. I mean, I guess I was at one point in time, but uh, I I became a Lucas Giolito doubter uh, very much so last year. I think a lot of people did. Um, I give credit to the people who stuck with Lucas Giolito. Uh, I'm specifically looking at Jordan Lazowski right now from Sox on 35th. Um, Lucas has had some good starts, um, but you know he uh, he, he tonight, man, uh, and and the other game that he threw really early in the season stand out as two gems. Uh, to me, where he almost had that no-hitter, and then tonight, just dominant efforts. Um, you had tweeted something out early in the game that uh, you know Lucas looked like what we expected him to be when we acquired him, and that's exactly what I think tonight looked like, Buzz. I think you hit the nail right on the head. I am so impressed with this stat line. You want to go ahead and read it out? Oh, absolutely. So uh, <clears throat> he went seven innings with... Three hits, zero runs, zero earned runs, three walks, eight Ks, Tony. Uh, 105 pitches, and we were actually on the phone when they pulled them. I was hoping they weren't going to pull them, Tony, but they did. And uh, But, I mean, I understand, you know, keeping his count down. He is just coming back from injuries, uh, second start since uh, his hamstring issue. So I, I respect it. I understand it. Um, but the, his stat line looked great tonight. He just looked dominant. And you know what? In high-pressure situations, he delivered. And uh, there's not there's not much more you can ask for there. No, there's there's really not. I'm I'm like I said, super impressed. You know, they they brought him back out there in the eighth inning for that one out, and you could have. I mean, I mean you probably could have went for one more batter to see if he got that extra uh, out there in the eighth. But you bring in Jace Fry. Um, I don't want to get too far away from Giolito right now. You bring in Jace Fry, you expect good things out of Jace Fry to get you to the ninth inning, um, and we'll get in depth on that in a minute. But, I mean, just the overall effort that we got out of Giolito tonight, and that ERA is coming down. It's now sitting at a 4.06. Um, 
hey, I mean, you're a fantasy baseball guy. I might get uh, get on that Giolito train right now uh, and see if he's available in some of my leagues. I'm, I'm, I'm picking him pat, up. I'm patting myself on the back right now, buddy. You know why? Because I picked him up when he came back against the start against Boston, and um, I did not start him that week. I had just, I think, I just, cl- I was able to claim him that day. I started him today, bud. I started Giolito today. That was a and, good move. Uh, good move. Yeah. So I was very happy about the performance I got, not just because of fantasy reasons, but just because I, I, I am a Geo guy. I've stuck by Geo. I've always thought that he could probably be, you know, a fourth or a fifth starter when this starting rotation gets to where we want it to be. Um, I think he can stay on this team. I, I, I love I love Geo. I love his stuff. I just he just needs to put it all together and I think that the let all year he's really done okay. He's he's put it you know, he's been okay. You know, I'm I'm excited about what we got from him tonight. So and he, he, and he moves to three and one for his record as well. Here's my here's my problem with Lucas Giolito, and this is this is more of a personal thing. Um, on the first ever Shy Sox Weekly Buzz, uh, John Suarez and I were talking about you know how how the year is going to look, and this was this was spring training last year. And I don't know if you remember, Lucas Giolito had such a stellar spring training. He was lights out. He looked fantastic. People were talking about you know. Could Lucas Giolito get the get the ball on opening day? And I remember there was one start in in uh, March of last year where we, we had just started with the concept of Shy Sox Weekly, and one of the things I wanted to get into was how damn good Lucas Giolito looked. And I went out there and said, you know, Lucas Giolito has ace stuff. He can he can be an ace on this staff. And then what did Lucas Giolito do? <laughs> He went out and he shat the bed all year. It's like the anti. You know, I go, I write this article about James McCann the other day, and, you know, now he's hitting with runners in scoring position and all this other stuff, you know, and he heard you, bro. Yeah, no, he, yeah, it, I don't know what it is. I'm, I just need to, like, you know, do the opposite or, or think the opposite of, of everything in life. I don't know why that it is this way. Um, you know, just like the uh, earlier this year when I bench Eloy, he goes and hits his first uh, home run. You know, it, it, that's just the way my life works, Buzz. But <laughs> he said Raylo to come out of the bullpen, comes out, strikes fourteen out. <laughs> yeah, I mean the track record it, it speaks for itself. I'm, I'm very consistent. But I mean that's that's why I started to just you know get off of that Lucas Giolito hype train, as you would say, and. You know, this year it's it's slowly building it back up, and I think the longer I stay off of it, the longer he's going to perform at this level. So, you know, maybe just for the sake of Lucas Giolito and everybody else, I might stay off the hype train and just get angry at all you guys when you like what Giolito does. I mean, honestly, I do as well. I love seeing the White Sox win, but you know, I I still have to hold out that McCann hate and that Lucas Giolito hate. To drive so these keep, White Sox yeah. to victories, Buzz. Right, I understand. I respect the hustle, man. You gotta keep. You gotta keep. You gotta keep the hate alive, so they keep performing. You know, you gotta it. keep that hate right close to your heart. Right, understood. Yeah, I, I completely understood. I, I totally dig it. Um, but yeah, so going through going through the you know um, the lineup here. That, why don't we talk about that real quick? Because that was very controversial today. Yes, it was. And you know what? It was controversial yesterday as well. It's been controversial a lot. I mean, even you got you got guys like White Sox Dave out there saying that this is like one of the worst lineups he's seen. Um, you know, yesterday with Anderson in the seven spot, you know, you got Nicky Delmonico back in the two spot. Ricky did that uh, as well in the second game of the doubleheader last week. And you know what's interesting, Buzz, is that the Sox seem to win in these games where fans are like, what the hell is Ricky doing with this lineup? And the Sox win. 
maybe that's I don't know why what he's a manager is. and we're not, I guess. But I still think it's I, – I don't understand how the reigning – and yes, I am, I'm borrowing this from Herb. I had said the same thing but not along the same lines. I just – I use their real names. So I had said, why is the reigning you know, player – American League player of the month batting behind Yonder Alonso, James McCann, and Charlie Tilson? So that's what I asked, but then Herb had put, "Why is the Why is the American League Player of the Month batting behind Manny Machado's brother-in-law?" And I I started laughing. You know, I was you like, know, that, "This makes no sense." You know, it doesn't. And and one of the things that doesn't make sense either, I think, is Moncada batting leadoff. I hate it. I hate it. I, I know you do. You you've you've gone on record and said that Moncada needs to stay in that two spot, and I think he does yes. as well. I really would like to see them put Tim Anderson in the three hole and move Abreu back to four. I think that that would flow really well, especially when you have Eloy come back and put Eloy at five. Uh, and I just think that Timmy's bat right here at three, especially if you go Garcia, Moncada, Anderson, Abreu, you can get some speed aboard, and you know you and then you can clean that back up with uh, Abreu. Eloy McCann, and then you go Murderer's Row right there. I I really like the the feel of that lineup, and then I I just Yonder Alonso after that, it's there's so much power there in the middle and so much speed at the top. I just feel like that's going to be an awesome lineup. But Ricky doesn't. If there's something that's consistent, it's that Abreu seems to always get that three hole um, all, all the time. Yeah, and I, I am okay with it. I get it. I I just I. <sighs> Again, it comes down to like what you had said last week. It comes down to at bats, and I just you're robbing Tim of at bats yep. when you're doing when you're doing this. I mean that that's the thing here, man. This isn't Yolmir Sanchez or Ryan Cordell bat. You know, this is Tim Anderson. He's a player of the month. He's one of the most electric players in baseball, and you got him at seven, seven. I, I just it makes me it, it irritates the hell out of me, man. Well, and the other thing that doesn't make any sense is you, you go McCann, Tilson, Anderson. 359, 429, 331. And then at cleanup, you've got arguably your worst hitter by average in the lineup sitting there at a 170. Yeah, he's you batting know. 170. His on-base percentage is 285. That's What? But how, yeah. how, how much longer are you going to put him at four? It makes no sense. Well, you know, I, I'd love to see Yonder perform to be a number four, Buzz. I, I really would. I, if if Yonder can hit like a number four, say that batting average, just like let's go back to when I was talking about Jose Abreu. You know, say you take that batting average and you make it 250, 230, that's a vast improvement over what we're getting right now. And I think that that OBP also needs to see some walks come that way too, to, to, to boost that up. Um, I'm, I'm a... I'm I'm a semi fan of Yonder. I think he's he's come through in the clutch in a few times. That that one game uh, in particular where he walked it off with that hit. But um, you know, I I just don't feel like we're getting what we what we thought we were going to get from Yonder Alonso. Even if you take the Manny Machado stuff aside, uh, Yonder Alonso and Jose Abreu had a very similar year last year by by the stats. And right. I, I don't think people realize that. They were as close as they were when you look at their stat lines. I want, you know, maybe a tick below Jose Abreu level production out of a guy like Yonder Alonso. And I think that that's good value for the White Sox. I, I really do. Um, but there's also the fact that I want the White Sox to re sign Jose Abreu. And if Yonder Alonso looks like shit all the time, 
I think it drives them to re-sign Abreu and get rid of Yonder rather than, uh, than right. stick around with, with Yonder Alonso. So there may be some ulterior motives and some silver linings in Yonder Alonso playing like shit, in my opinion. But Right. Uh, I can't, I can't, you know, bitch moan a little too much there because, I mean, they did pull off the victory. And one big thing I was very happy about was the Sox did move to 8-8 eight and eight at, on the away record this year. So they're 500 on the road. Hey, Tony, that's, so that's, that's huge. impressive. Yeah, that's impressive for for a yeah. White Sox team. Um, they're playing they're playing really good ball. Um, Sixteen and eighteen. You just won the first two games in Cleveland. I mean, let's take this weekend against Boston and kind of just forget about it. I mean, I, I was really frustrated. I know you commented on it when you were talking with Donnie yesterday. Um, you know, and it's good to blow off steam. I think you guys touched on that. It's good to blow off steam because this team has so many holes. And one of the things that I think um, people don't realize is that, well, maybe they do. This division is so terrible, and we're going to play tons of games against this division. You know, I mean, it's that's the schedule. It's not changing. It's not going to change mid-year. If we can win these games in our division, and, and I'll say it all the time, Shy Sox Jonda says it on, on Shy Sox Weekly all the time, if you play your division really well, you have a chance to make the playoffs. And hey don't look now but you're two games behind cleveland so well i mean the, i don't think we so thought we were going to be here right now i really the don't. white Sox. the white Sox are nine and six against the al central tony they're nine and six against the al central they won eight of their last 11 in the division can you give me stats on last year uh i don't know if we've got time for that in this but it would be really interesting to see what they what they were last year because i know it was a losing record against the al central and to see that change, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Oh yeah, it's big time. I mean, it, it, it's big time. You know, um, uh, I could try. I'm trying to look for it now. But I mean, the fact that right now that we are, you know, nine and six, uh, you know, uh, against AL Central, and we're in within striking distance uh, of, um, you know, Cleveland. We're only two games beneath them at the time, and we're and Minnesota is not out of reach. They're not out of reach. No, I mean, there's not. just a if you look at it, like you could be a. I know we're covering game by game basis. It's just me getting a little ahead of myself. But I mean, if you look at it, dude, if you made a couple minor tweaks, maybe you got a you know a pitcher or two. I mean, this team could compete. They can. I think we've been we've been on this train for a while now, Buzz. This team can compete. I saw something on Twitter the other day that kind of bothered me. It was it was a tweet. I don't know who it was from. I'm not even gonna call them out on this. But they said something along the lines of. I don't know why people get so upset about lineup construction or blowout losses because this team wasn't designed to compete this year. And people need to realize, you know, that little victories like, you know, Yohan Moncada uh, improving and Eloy Jimenez getting uh, established as a major leaguer and Tim Anderson's production, those are what we need to look for this year. I want to take that take and just throw it right out the fucking window, Buzz. Uh, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to get all vulgar, vulgar here, but throw that out the window. Anytime you have a chance to compete in your division and get to the playoffs, you should be taking it and grasping that and going for it. I don't care about the production and the the silver lining victories and the moral victories. I want to see this team win. Establishing a winning culture is huge. And the Sox have a chance to do that this year if they can capitalize on the bad division. And that's what I want to see happen. Speaking of improvements, Yoan Moncada, Baseball Reference tweeted this out today. 
here's his improvements by season on strikeout percentage. First year in the league, I know this was a very small sample size, but it was 60%. He was striking out at a 60% rate. Second year, 32%. Third year, this was last year, 33.4. So you saw an uptick in the strikeout rate. This year, he's sitting at a 24.7 as of right now. That is a huge improvement. You're seeing almost 10% more at-bats right now that do not end in a strikeout. That's huge. Extra base hits is even better. First year, 5%. Second year, 7.8%. Third year, 85 And so far this year, 11%. 11% of Yohan Moncada at-bats are ending in an extra base hit. That's that's a pretty solid number there, Buzz. And to see that trend is very amazing. It'll it, it could taper off a little bit, I think, on the on the extra base hit side. But so far, he hasn't done anything at the plate that makes me really worry about that strikeout rate creeping back up. There just seems to be a different approach. Right? No, Mankata's looked like a whole new player. He looked he looked like he looked like a previous number one prospect in all of baseball. Yes. in my opinion, he that's how good. He looks right now at this point in time. It's it, you know, and, and going back to your point about wanting to see the Sox win and people saying to calm down because it's you know it's not the time yet. It's not the point, dude. That it's not the time. You don't want to see a little dumbass loss. Like if they don't make the playoffs, my heart's not going to break because I know where they're at. But games, we should start seeing games being won more and more here. Right. Rebuild doesn't mean you're stuck in the same spot. Until all these magical prospects come up, and then you're the king shit. That, that right. Not it, what there's means. not a there's not a switch that flips. It's progressive. Right. It, 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 you don't just go. I mean, the the Twins are a really bad example of this, but it's really hard to go from a sixty win team to a hundred plus win team overnight. It's really hard to do that, especially when you don't spend a lot of money. But at the same time, we should start to see these win totals creep up. And ball games get more competitive, and that's one of the things that really bothers me about this pitching staff. And and we're gonna circle back and, and try and get more game focused because that's what this show is all about. But I think it's good to also take the time to to talk about big picture stuff. You should start to see some of these games be more competitive, and with the bullpen, like tonight. And this is how I'm gonna tie this back in. Tonight, you saw them go from Giolito to Jace Fry, and one thing that I tweeted out was. Why can't Column A get four outs? When right. Fry loaded the bases, I'm sitting here screaming at the TV because there was no way that he should have been facing that batter, in my opinion. I would have had Column A warm a lot sooner than they did. They used that that mound visit really well. I was happy to see that. And then they went to Column A. He locked it down. That's what you need to do. You need to step on the throat of your opponents. And I, I, I'm happy with that but i would have liked to seen it a little bit sooner had column a not gotten out of that jam or walked a run in oh my god can you imagine Sox twitter night oh uh, yeah would this be a <laughs> this be a completely different show my friend wouldn't it? it it absolutely would and also the record that you're looking for from last year is 30 and 46 i had to do some math oof yeah yeah that's not good yeah. um so let, let's talk a little bit more about how they scored these runs today um you got you got an RBI out of of my guy, my pick to click, Mister Mancada. Um, there you go. That's that's two games in a row. I think I think I'm trending pretty well here in this series. I know you, hey, you look good. 
Yeah, look, yeah I do. Hey, look, look I, I look pretty damn good right now. Um, <laughs> but you, you as well, I'm going to give you some credit here. You picked McCann. And yeah, that's how they got yeah. their, their second run. A little RBI uh, magic there from uh, Mr. McCann, who hit that ball with a runner in scoring position, going back to my <laughs> blog. Um, I knew I was going to take some for this, but, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a fan of the team. I like when the team does well, and I think I ended that blog by saying I hope he continues and and to tear it up and starts to hit with runners in scoring position. He looks that like RBI, a catcher, man. That RBI, though, Tony, wasn't even the most important part of the game for McCann. No, it was it that was, block a Jace Fry's crazy pitch, dude. It, you know there was there was a few blocks there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like that. I, that's what I was getting to when I say he looks like a catcher, looks like a defensive catcher. And I don't think the Sox have had that in a while. No, no, I don't, I don't think so either, man. I, I <laughs> no. So Ooh, he, wait, wait, you know, wait. I I think as as much of this win can be attributed to Lucas Giolito's start. I, I'm gonna have to hand if I'm given a game ball. I'm handing it to McCann today, you know, getting the RBI, blocking those balls um, that were in the dirt and, you know, could have ended up leading to some that's so White Sox type of plays that would have resulted in a loss. I think McCann really, really did what he needed to do tonight to get that victory. Um, anything else you have on this game, Buzz, before we get into what's going to go down tomorrow? Um, just one word of advice that you know obviously the guy won the game you know i can't talk too much crap to ricky the Sox did win but can we not even advice just a plea i guess a plea please please don't bat tim anderson seventh anymore please give this kid some more at bats please put him where he belongs in the lineup that's all i want but other than that great team win um oh the charlie tilson deserves a lot of credit too because that stat that i read off before we started the podcast uh that he covered that 63 feet or 62 feet and 3.9 seconds and that was a 45 percent probability uh to catch that ball that um that bowers hit to left field there so uh kudos to to uh, charlie tilson for making that catch because that was statistically a very hard catch to uh make yeah um that was an amazing catch. I actually had turned around for just a second to go uh, let the dogs out, and uh, I missed that one. I, I caught it on the replay, but what a what a defensive play there! Um, especially uh, one of the things that I was worried about when uh, Engel was sent down was you know how this defense is going to look in some of these later innings. Uh, it hasn't looked too bad, so I, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Um, again, always good to enjoy a victory. It's it's great to crack a beer and and toast the victory. Uh way way more fun than uh cracking beers and drowning your sorrows in a loss as you take a nice big chug there of yours. Uh let's talk about tomorrow. Reynaldo Lopez coming in against Shane Bieber. Um two and four on the year for good old Reynaldo. Six point six nine, very nice ERA, forty five strikeouts. Uh, God, Mr. Bieber, two and one, three point one six ERA, forty two strikeouts on the year. Um, one of the stats here that they got is each time Bieber takes the field, he's earning more and more of his manager's trust. Trust. Last time out, he tossed a career high seven and two thirds innings, only allowing one run on six hits with eight strikeouts. He also threw a career high hundred and fourteen pitches. Reynaldo's coming off a, a rough one against Boston. Um, you know, trending here in, in Bieber's favor, but you know, Reynaldo, he knows how to, he knows how to throw, throw the ball well too. Um, this one could be up in the air. We might be looking at three straight victories against Cleveland. What do you think there, Buzz? 
Um, I think Bieber is going to be falling back down to earth here. I mean, he's pitched, um, you know, 37 innings on the year, let up 26 hits, uh, 40. Like you said, he fanned 42. Um, I, I, this Sox offense seems to know how to score runs and uh, and and usually get to pitchers pretty well here. So the key falls to Ronaldo Lopez. He's coming off a bad start. He's you know he's been erratic lately. He had a good start, you know, with the 14 strikeouts and gets rocked by Boston. Then, you know, he's coming out tomorrow against Cleveland, who's, you know, struggling a little bit right now. Um, the key of this game is Ronaldo Lopez. He needs to be the Ronaldo we know he can be. Because this 36 innings pitch for him with 45 Ks, but he's led up 45 hits. He's got to slow down with that. He's got to. He's got to get more control, especially of his fastball. I, I, you know, like, I, I'm sick of seeing that thing go all over the plate. So hopefully he can come out tomorrow and look good and that's uh that's that's my only hope for tomorrow tomorrow's game well here we go with mine uh i want to see tim anderson start to pick it up looking like looking like he's coming back down to earth completely here i want to see him pick it up if tim anderson can drive some offense tomorrow i think we're in good shape um although you know we've seen it come from mccann we've seen it come from moncada i think we need to score more than two runs tomorrow that's my key. Score more than two runs, and I think the Sox will be in good shape. Um, also, next key is bullpen. You saw Calame go for you know four outs tonight. I don't want to hear the excuse that he's not available in a two-three run ball game. I want to see him out there pitching, locking locking it down. This is Cleveland. We talked about how important it is to play against your division. It was a good sign that Herrera was throwing pitches in the bullpen. Said he should be ready to go tomorrow. Um, so bullpen should be at full staff. We've gotten two really good starts now in a row. Um, they should be w- pretty well rested and, uh, no excuses in my book. Um, that's all I've got for tomorrow's game. Um, we've got one more game after that against Cleveland. It's going to be a 12, 10 start on Thursday. Uh, that'll be Ben Walos against Carrasco. Those are the probables as of right now. Uh, we'll save that one. We'll review that matchup tomorrow. Buzz, anything else today for socks on tap? Uh, no, just make sure you're going on tabsports.com for all your Chicago sports literature needs. Um, following all of us on Twitter, there's way too many of us to, uh, to name our handles. So the most important one to follow is obviously at Socks on Tap. Spread it around, retweet it, share it with your friends that are White Sox fans, share it with your friends that are Cubs fans. Maybe convert them over because we're awesome. I, that's, all I, that's all I got. That's all you got. All right, cheers, man. Uh, It's always good to cheers to a White Sox victory, like I said before. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, for Sox on Tap, let's go White Sox. Go Sox.